my name is Kate McGall. I'm a CEO of Arclight Agile. I'm a certified Scrum trainer, project management professional, Agile coach, and leadership agility trainer. And you are listening to the Arclight Agile podcast. And I'm Ryan Smith. I'm a certified Scrum master and a certified product owner. And this week, we're going to talk about why the product owner and the Scrum master should not be the same person. Uh, Kate, why don't we talk a little bit about why we picked this topic this week? I think this is an interesting topic because you and I both come from slightly different angles of this discussion. Um, I've been training a lot of certified Scrum Master classes over the past couple of weeks. And a theme that's come out is we have a lot of Scrum Masters in an environment where they've not fully adopted Scrum and the Scrum Master is having to also be the product owner. And I know you're coming at it from a slightly different point of view. Right, because I've typically been brought in as a fixer where people have either tried to implement Agile and it's gone really wrong or they really want to implement it and they're looking for somebody to sort of lead them through it. And what I typically walk in and I find is a whole bunch of product owners who've been trying to act as scrum masters and everybody hates each other and nothing's getting done. So when you said to me, oh, I, I see scrum masters adding, acting as product owners, I was like, uh, not what I see in the world. <laughs> <laughs> so there's clearly, it can happen both ways. I didn't mm -hmm. think that was real, but there it is. We see it and people have concerns. So let's talk about it. Indeed. So I, th I think one of the biggest thing that, that, that jumps to mind around this is the, the conflict of interest. Um, if we have someone who is accountable for the Scrum Master accountabilities, they're accountable for establishing Scrum as a, a defined in the Scrum Guide. They're accountable for the team's effectiveness. They're true leaders. They, they're there to serve the team, serve the product owner, serve the organization. So to me, that's it. Well, it is. It's a full time role, full time accountabilities. And I know you have some thoughts on, on the product owner and the, the accountabilities for that role as well. Yeah, because and I think that's an important point is that what often gets lost in the Scrum Master role is their role as the agile coach for everybody. It is yeah. the over arching sort of responsibility. And it often gets lost as people just sort of get pulled into project management and managing tickets and JIRA and they, they lose that. I really should be teaching the whole org. I really should be helping with this transformation. I personally think to put anybody in this position to do both roles is just completely unfair mm -hmm. because as I, I don't think you can be both the client and the vendor at the same time. And that's what you're asking. Either way you slice it, whether it's scrum master acting as product owner or product owner acting as scrum master, you're the, the two are completely incentivized all wrong. And my big objection is a product owner, their job is to get as much done as humanly possible. Mm -hmm. And so they're going to try and put as much into, and this is not being unfair to them. This is their job. Mm -hmm. Like how, what can we get done in this next sprint? They're going to try and put as much in as possible. Mm -hmm. And developers, to be quite honest, are going to try and they think that's their job is to do whatever the business tells them. And as a really good scrum master is there to say, whoa, whoa, whoa what yeah. can we be successful at? Yeah. Or 
So if you if you're incentivized to get as much done as possible, are you really going to be able to stop yourself from putting either too much in a sprint or when emergent work comes up, just casually adding it in? And that's where I think you you're really going to see that conflict. So I'd be interested in what the scrum masters who are acting as product owners, what are they telling you is their sort of conflict? Because I, I get where the product owner, and again, for everybody who's listening, I'm a certified product owner as well. I have total sympathy for the role, but that is the ultimate incentive for those folks. And, and I think the thing that I'm seeing more than anything is that that they're overwhelmed. So in order for Scrum to work well, we need to have somebody as the, the Scrum master with those accountabilities, somewhere as product, someone as product owner with those accountabilities. And critical to this is having uh, an ordered backlog, especially with the, the Scrum Guide 2020 and the product goals and things like that. And when we have someone who is a Scrum master, that's often not their core skill set. So they're having to do that um, and they're not there to protect the team from the ad hoc interruptions that come in because they, they don't have 16 hours a day. Unfortunately, nobody's worked out how to stop time yet and give us 16 hours a day in order to do both. So I think while it's a conflict of interest, it's also leading to our team members being totally overwhelmed um, and we've got these competing priorities for their time. So I think a lot of times that, that one of the key worries is, is things slipping through the cracks. The team is overcommitting because the scrum master is not there to say, hey, we didn't get the work finished in the last sprint. Let's make sure we're being realistic about what we can pull in. But we have the product owner who's working with our customers and, oh, we really, really need this feature. So the temptation is to be able to, to push it in mid sprint. Yeah, because when I'm a scrum master, I always say to people, like, I should not be running around like a lunatic. Mm -hmm. if, you, if you catch me overwhelmed, it's because somebody is setting fires and I have to put them out. Like, you mm -hmm. should really find me as the sort of the calm center of the so storm. I've got my eye on everybody. I know who's struggling. I know who's ahead. Mm -hmm. I've, I'm, I'm paying attention to the board mm -hmm. and how work is tracking. But a lot of what I end up doing is emergent work. Mm -hmm. And that is a skill. And we're going to talk about that, I think, in the future, a lot about mm -hmm. strategies for dealing with emergent work, why it happens, and like what it means for agile, because it is a problem. And I think we just need to address that. But I spend a lot of time sort of working with folks to sort of figure out if we really 100% have to pull it in, or it can wait. Mm -hmm. I also think as a scrum master, it's not my job and this is a topic for another, like who writes mm -hmm. user stories, but I do vet user stories and tickets on the mm -hmm. backlog for product owners mm -hmm. to sort of say, this is too big. This is too small. Mm -hmm. This needs some, you know, Yeah. Uh, I think I should also clarify for folks listening. I was, I started as a front end developer. So I have mm -hmm. a technical skill set that allows me to some things I really 100% under, understand. Other things it's like, well, okay, I know it's kind of involved here. So yeah. I sort of can cut out some of that stuff. I never make commitments mm -hmm. for the team. Always really clear about that. Never make a commitment. I just give sort of like, here's some things I see, some things we might want to talk about, but I never make commitments. But it's, it's spending that time. That's where a lot of my time mm -hmm. ends up is emergent work and helping product with their 
product backlog and getting it ready for the team. And I, I see a lot of that falling in your role as a scrum master, as a coach to the product owner. Yes. But yes. I don't feel, I feel that when we have an environment where the scrum master is responsible for writing all of the user stories or, but sorry, product backlog items, whether they're in user story format or not, then I think that's where the, the transition, the, the struggle comes in because you don't have the time to do right. both. And I think one of the key things we're talking about here is availability. Availability. I mean, Scrum works really well when we have a Scrum Master and a product owner because mm-hmm. when your team needs something, they have a roadblock, they know the Scrum Master is available to clear yeah. it. Yeah. Um, when they, the, the, developers, the developers have a question, they know that they can go to the product owner and get an immediate answer. We're not looking to have to escalate it and get a decision by committee and things like that. We're right. looking for the quick answer, move forward, and then with the availability, there's nothing slowing the team down. Right, and I, I think that that's so super important and again, uh, uh, something I think that gets missed in agile implementations is the being a dedicated resource to a team. Mm-hmm. And with the sorts of software development, the places I've been, the places I am, mm-hmm. like you really do need somebody completely committed to it, or else it's it's you, you can't you can't kind of these things these projects are so complicated. Yeah, you can't keep more than two or three of these plates spinning at any time. You just yeah. have to have a team. They have to be dedicated. I have to be dedicated. And I need somebody dedicated on the other side. Uh, the example I always love to give people is you can think about like sort of two competing, for lack of a better term, armies. You've got mm-hmm. your stakeholders on one side. You've got your developers on the other. And mm-hmm. sort of the two folks that come to sort of meet in the middle are the product owner and the scrum master. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they need to be able to sort of take care of X amount of that stuff while those two armies go and do their things. Developers yeah. are off building software. We want to, we really want them focused on that. Mm-hmm. And stakeholders, they have so many other responsibilities. This is just one small piece of their world. Yeah. You need a scrum master and a product owner. And like you said, like as the scrum master is the, the coach for everybody, mm-hmm. also the product owner's coach. Yeah. And I'll tell you the truth. One of the reasons I spend so much time in Jira tickets is I see people not writing good user stories. Mm-hmm. And it, 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 if it, if you have a bad user story, mm-hmm. so many things just come from a bad ticket. And if those tickets sort of make their way into the sprint mm-hmm. like, and people didn't put their eye on them, it, it's a problem. So I need to help that person. Mm-hmm. Um, there is a weird philosophy out there so and i've i've interviewed product owners who are like well i don't write user stories it's like well then who does (laughs) am i supposed to telepathically link with your Mm -hmm. stakeholders like if you don't know what the story is like who does i'll help you but like how am i supposed to know what they want but it's a weird i've run across a lot of product owners who are like i don't write those and it's just like well then who does yeah like the team doesn't know what you want yeah, and I'm I'm curious. Is that because we have the wrong person as product owner? I, we keep seeing that. Okay, well, our VPs are product owner, but our VP doesn't have time to be the product owner. So, and and 
a lot of times I, when we talk about the accountability, somebody on the team could have the accountability for writing the product backlog items or the user stories. But ultimately, the, the person who is the product owner is accountable for them being done. So it's not as sort of, okay, well, I'll take this part of the role and you do that part of the role. If I'm the product owner, I'm still accountable yeah. for everything that comes under that umbrella. I would tweak that a little bit. Mm-hmm. And I, if say you have a product owner that is like a VP or somebody mm-hmm. else, put your idea in the ticket. Yeah. And then, because yeah. I, th- I think from the, 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 the scrum master and the developer side of the equation, we reserve the right to rewrite your tickets. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because whether that's to break them down, mm-hmm. you know, if you, you put in a ticket that's like, I want to be able to add, edit, delete a user profile. Well, that's three user stories minimum. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we reserve the right to take that and break it up into three tickets. Yeah. Or yeah. I always reserve the right to rewrite things because I just rewrote something for somebody today where they put in like, it was the product name and the registered symbol. It's like, I don't need that in a ticket. Like, why would yeah. you do that? Or, yeah. you know, somebody who writes it, like it reads like an email, like, hi, everybody. Could you do this thing? You're the best. Thanks. Bye. It's like strip all that nonsense out. Yeah. We have to be able to, we have the, the power of attorney to go and rewrite those things. And, and I think, I, yeah. That's Sorry. important. Mm-hmm. No. And, and I think what we're talking about is the different skill sets. So there are very, to me, very different skill sets for yes. scrum masters and product owners. I know yes. traditionally when I first um, became a scrum master, ooh, 12 years ago, um, I was a traditional project manager. So in those days, project managers automatically became scrum masters, um, providing they had the the, skill set to do that. So, and I think the change I've seen over the past four or five years is we have traditional project managers and by default, they're not going to the, the scrum master role. Some of them are going to the product owner role. So it's looking at the, the skill set. If they're um, team oriented, they love growing team members, coaching team members, continually improving the team, clearing roadblocks, then they're ideally suited for the scrum master role. And that, that was what I enjoyed doing. Um, I think on the product ownership side, we, if people, if project managers have been used to working directly with customers and doing delivery roadmaps and release plans and things like that, then often the product ownership accountabilities or role is a better fit for them. So I think they're very distinct skill sets. Yeah. And I, what I typically see is, you know, cause I'm off looking for scrum master jobs mm-hmm. and they roll it up into project, technical project manager. And then it's just like, and as part of your role, you're going to be the scrum master and you're going to run the ceremonies and JIRA and all this stuff. And it's just like, and people, if you listen to the podcast long enough, you'll hear me say this probably every episode. Scrum master becomes a fun term for project manager. And it's not. Mm -hmm. Very different things. There is some overlap in that Venn diagram. But I would really much rather it be agile coach and yeah. not like go and write us this project plan and give us dates. And because mm-hmm. then it's like, well, then you fundamentally misunderstand what agile is. Yeah. And, and I, we're not doing it. We're, mm-hmm. we don't have the minds. We're just, you've just given project management a different name. Yeah. 
And, and then you're going to be pushed to do all sorts of things that shouldn't be a part of the role. Yeah. And when I, I actually did an exercise in class this week, because I had a lot of, of traditional project managers in my scrum master class. Um, and I sometimes feel that I'm playing sort of defend scrum and, and myth busting on why we don't need a project manager um, in the scrum environment. So we did an exercise around all of the, the project management um, accountabilities and things that needed to be done. And I have each team drag them under, is this a scrum master accountability? Is it a product owner? Is it a developer or is it the entire team? And everything fitted nicely into one of the columns. Okay, some teams created a scrum master and product owner. Um, it's sort of in the middle, but mm -hmm. the majority of stuff actually fell under um, the product ownership. So, I mean, to me, that was an interesting dichotomy or, or whatever the word is to just, just to see that how much of it was a skill set that we would hope to have in our product owners because we want them to sort of have their eye on the here's what can go out when yeah yeah here's what the mvp is here's a feature that can wait, or they can at least answer that question for us. Because a yeah. lot of times, again, and I'm not being unfair to product owners, but this is their job. They're like, I want all of this now. Yeah. It's like, okay, yeah. but what can wait? Because we're not going to be successful at this in a sprint. Yeah. So what needs to go to the next sprint? What What is the feature that we can get out? What needs to go out? What can wait? Or in this feature, I can get you 80% this mm -hmm. sprint. Yeah. What's the 20% that can wait? And I, I agree completely. I think if you did take the project manager role, I think there's some responsibilities that are no longer needed mm -hmm. and it's pure paper pushing yeah. and it's pure like fill in plan view and exactly mm -hmm. what's going on with your project and da, da, da. Not necessary. Yeah. We should be judged by the success of our sprints mm -hmm. and literally nothing else. Yeah. Like, and so I, I really think there's things that you can jettison mm -hmm. and then there are responsibilities that do get devolved down to the product owner to the yeah. scrum master, to the developers. Mm -hmm. But if you're really doing scrum, yeah, or even Kanban, you don't need a project manager. Yeah. You just need like a team of people. It is a, I, I like to say this as well. Agile is a is scrum, agile, mm -hmm. whatever. It's a team sport. Yeah, yeah. It is, it is a team sport and we are all in this together and we succeed together or we fail together. Absolutely. So, so the, between everybody on that team, mm -hmm. you don't really need somebody, like what is the role of a project manager yeah. on a scrum team? And I think but, that that's why the book always says there's no role here. Absolutely. And I, I think the other thing, we, we talked about the success of the team and our, our goal is for to maximize the outcome. It's not just the output. I still cringe when I see organizations using velocity as a metric because velocity is our output and as product owners we're trying to focus on the maximum outcome and I think that ties into what you were talking about with the the minimum viable product the MVP because the agile mindset is we're going to get the minimum viable product out the door the stable product service whether it's technology or something different and then we will get the the other stuff in release two and release three it's not i think we're still struggling in the industry 
to get that agile mindset, which is it's not one and done. This yes. is the minimum viable product. We're going to come back and add phase two and phase three later down the line. So we don't have to cram everything in and risk destabilizing something just before we get ready to, to release it to our clients. But not everything needs to go out day one. Yeah. Even yeah. the add, edit, and delete user profile, mm -hmm. you just need add day one. Yeah. And then in the next release, edit will go out. Maybe edit and delete will go out. But like yeah. you don't need everything day one because A, it's not like opening a store where like, mm -hmm. ooh, there's going to be a crowd of people out front because you've got clowns and balloons and all this mm -hmm. stuff. They're, they're going to come in and get a deal. It's things can go out over time, mm -hmm. not building the monolith. But we've gotten a little off like product owner, scrum master. Imagine that. You imagine that because well, it's it's all one big ball yeah. of wax. But the mm -hmm. the idea is also what we've touched upon is what's still getting sort of adulterated is there's this project manager role floating out there. Yeah, there really yeah. isn't a point to it. We need to devolve those powers to product owners and scrum masters. There really yeah. needs to be a clear understanding of these are two very different roles with very yeah. different powers. Yeah. And never the twain shall meet. Like yeah. they, they are two people in a room that don't need to go bother every stakeholder and don't need to go bother every developer. And these two people can get together and come to an agreement and a plan of action and then go and then now we'll go. Is this worth bothering the developers? Yes or no. Yeah. And we'll talk about strategies for, for that. Mm -hmm. But these two people can, can handle those issues without getting everybody worked up. And that's yeah. I think that's why it's so important that they be separate. Yeah. Because one person with that power is going to be like, uh, I have to go bother to the developers. And then you're going to knock them off course. Yeah. Yeah. It's like having the parrots on your shoulder. One saying, do this. And the other saying, no, don't do it. So you're go you're competing right. with yourself. Not just, right. You're competing with you yeah. know, I've got evil Homer on this side yeah. and good Homer on this side. He's like, eat all the donut. <laughs> so like, you can go bother those people. It's like, yeah, yeah no, it's like, yeah. protect so really the team. Protect, yeah. Are you protecting the team? Or are you trying to get as much done as humanly possible? Yeah. yeah. Those yeah. are very different incentives. And, and, it, and, and I think what come with like my ultimate point is, is that if you don't have those people in place, mm -hmm. your, your agile transformation or your agile implementation is going to fail. Yeah. That, those are the rocks that I've crashed mm -hmm. upon. Yeah. You know, I was at an org where there were four product owners and little old me as one scrum master mm -hmm. for, you know, four teams, three teams. Yeah. And it's like, I can't, I can't help everybody. If I've got 30 developers and four of you and then the stakeholders, like I can't serve every yeah. master. So you really do need the, I, that's why I love that in a perfect world, there's that one-to-one. -one. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, you have a product team, it's got these two people on it. And this is yeah. probably their only dedicated team they're on. And then yeah. everybody can really do their best work. Yeah. And I, I think one of the things that, that uh, one of the reasons it's probably occurring is that we sort of IT departments tend to be the first people to kick off and adopt um, agility and, and embrace Scrum and Kanban. Right. And we tend to forget that we need the business on the bus with right. us. Um, so it's interesting that the, the training numbers a couple of years ago, there were almost twice as many Scrum Master classes as there were product owner. And today 
they are almost parity, if not slightly more product owner classes. So I think, I don't know whether it's the late adopters or whether it's people are finally realizing if we don't have a well-trained, dedicated product owner, we are hampering our scrum adoption. We're not going to be able to deliver the products and services that our customers want. So I think the industry is beginning to see that it's absolutely worth the investment. Uh, that's good to hear. That's mm-hmm. that's good to hear because I also think part of it comes from if we hire Ryan to do our mm-hmm. agile transformation, well, eventually Ryan just becomes one more voice in the chorus. Mm-hmm. But if we paid consulting firm X mm-hmm. to come and you know tell us how to do agile, we paid them Mm -hmm. a bajillion dollars so we're gonna do this yeah ultimately this leads back to if the business isn't committed to this Mm -hmm. doesn't matter what you have because they're not Mm -hmm. they're not down with your process yeah if they don't support your process 100 you're it's gonna it's ultimately gonna crash upon those rocks yeah this comes to you and be like yeah i don't really care about your little agile world Mm -hmm. i need my thing now Yeah. And I think one of the things that we've seen in organizations that adopt agility and and scrum with a product owner and a scrum master and the product owner comes from the business, we're seeing much, we're breaking down this this business IT barrier because we're in this together. Back to something you said earlier on, we the scrum team, scrum master, product owner, developers are delivering the product yes. or service to our customers. Um, and I think the defined roles have allowed us to do that. And I, I think one of the key things that we're seeing when we have this joint role, obviously we've talked about our lack of availability and our competing priorities and overwhelmed. But I think one of the key things that's happening, all of this is leading to less innovation and less growth for our teams. And at a time when we're trying to become more agile as an organization, we're, we're hampering that before we've even started. We don't have our scrum master in um, available at all times in order to be able to do retrospectives so we can inspect and adapt our process. So there's no growth there. Um, if we have the product owner without, who's not a full-time product owner or full-time accountabilities, then we're not getting the sort of the brainstorming sessions with our stakeholders to get all of the innovation. We're not getting good sprint reviews at the end where we can inspect and adapt our product because we're trying to share that scrum master product owner role. Yeah, it's, it's, yes, exactly. And I couldn't agree more. Like you have to be dedicated. This has to be like sort of your sole responsibility or it's always going to be, there was an emergent thing and I had to, I couldn't get to my backlog or I couldn't go to this meeting. And so it, 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 a really, an organization, I think ultimately what we believe here is that a well, an organization on the path to success puts these roles in place and respects them. Yeah, yeah. That's the key. Absolutely. They are not the same and they are different and they need, people need to be clear about that. And then you're going to have a more successful 
implementation and you know development moving forward. Yeah, yeah, and I think I think we're talking more than anything. We're talking about awareness. We're talking about we're now aware of the problem. Therefore, we know that it's not a good idea to have one person playing both roles. So how can we work with our organization? How can we get help with this so that we can get the maximum value effectively from our scrum team? Yes, this is not optimal. It's something you need to resolve. Yeah. And that awareness of that Mm-hmm. it's not long-term, maybe you can do it in the short term, but long-term mm-hmm. it is not viable. Yeah. And then you're just sort of going through motions and not, not recommended at all. No. So, okay. Well, thank you for joining us on today's podcast. Um, look for future podcasts heading your way. And if you have any feedback for us, have you experienced being a Scrum Master and product owner? Um, do you have a solution of how to fix it? Then please add it in the comments on LinkedIn or Twitter or whatever social media you're accessing this on so that we can share some ideas with each other. So thank you for joining us today. And this is Ryan and Kate signing off. Bye-bye.